Good afternoon and welcome to this podcast. Are we starting? Edition. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> of Schrodinger's chat. My name is Joanne <laughs> and I am joined this afternoon by... <laughs> I didn't write anything funny in the thing. <laughs> That's because you've just written after... My name is Joanne and I am joined by a boner, is what Owen has written. I didn't know we were starting, sorry. That'll become relevant later on in the show. Uh, this show this week is all about death. Death, 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 death. We're going to be talking about death, some unlikely ways in which you could die, some likely ways in which you could die, uh, and things that might kill you that you might not think would kill you, like water. Um, I didn't get to introduce myself. No, because you didn't write anything in the script. <laughs> so what? I don't get it. My name no. is Owen. Oh, right. Okay. You're actually just going to introduce <laughs> yeah, yourself properly. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yes, I am joined this week by the wonderful, magical Owen O'Dell. Well, no, I wouldn't say that much. I'm actually Owen Colfer, the writer of Artemis Fowl. And there's going to be a film released based on, on the, my books next year. Thank you for having me on the show. Will we talk about death? Because that's probably better than what we're yes, doing. Yes, the, the cheery, cheery subject of death. Yes. Uh, because we had to move on from, you know, the the terrible, depressing thing last la- last time that we can't drink anymore. So let's talk about dying. Because that'll, that'll cheer us all right up. We can drink. You just need to, you know, moderate your alcohol consumption and be aware. Drink aware. Okay, so let's say drinking drink will kill you. Yes. We've already established that. What about what about other drinks that aren't alcohol? Boring drinks like water. Water can kill you. No. <laughs> what, what what does that even mean? Water can kill you. Um, no. It can. By drowning. No, not just drowning because that's that's just you getting into water. But what about putting water in you? Yes, and too much water putting too much water into your lungs will kill you. Yes, and I but think that I've just described drowning. If you put too much water in your belly, you get you can de- develop a condition called hyponatremia, which is... Uh, is that when, when you need to pee really bad? No, because you can't... Never mind. <laughs> That's a stupid <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> well, I mean, if you drank this much water, you probably would need to pee quite yeah. badly. Yeah. But hyponatremia is actually technically nothing to do with water, really. It's actually a description of uh, low sodium levels in your blood. So basically, the more water you put in, the less sodium there is per amount of you, if you if you know what I mean. So, for, like, for example, if you make a glass of my wadi with one part of my wadi and five parts water, if you then top that up to a full pint of water, there's less my, you know, there's less yes. my wadi per unit of water now. It's the same thing. Um, so basically, you're a massive glass of my wadi, uh, is, is oh, what I'm trying to say. So we're, what, uh, like, uh, this is off the top of my head, 80% water? L- lots, yeah, it varies yeah. depending on your hydration so levels. So if you and drink more if than you drink more 80%. Water, yeah, if, like, well, no, if, if you drink too much water, the sodium levels in your blood go down to dangerous levels because it gets diluted. So that there sh- you should have a certain amount of sodium in your blood at all times. And if you are overhydrated, that sodium level gets diluted and that's not good. So you turn a, into like a water creature like um uh like the, Aquaman. No, 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 like in <laughs> the, the first worst superhero no, of all time. Uh, don't get me started on Aquaman. He's a great but no, like in the first X-Men mo- movie from 1999. Do you remember that film? Yes. And do you remember the, uh, Senator Kelly? I think is the name of the character. He gets mutantified or something like that by a big ray and then he turns into water and he's able to walk through bars but then he gets then it kills him in the end. It's not quite like that, no. Good, because that's an awful way to die. He just seemed very upset at the end when he died. Um, he kind of looked like, Bleh. 
So interestingly, a lot of the <laughs> symptoms. That out. <laughs> I, I don't cut anything out. I just save it in a folder of Owen's outtakes, and I'm just going to haunt you uh, <laughs> for every birthday oh and wedding and every wedding, every wedding, all of your weddings, all five of them. Um, the symptoms of hyponatremia uh, include things that you might actually make you want to drink more water, which is quite sad. So, for example, if you were feeling nauseous and getting sick, what would you do? Would you have a small glass of water. If you had a headache, first thing you'd do is water. reach for a glass of water. If you were feeling a little bit confused, you might think, oh, I don't feel well. I'll you have might a glass think, of water. I'll take this gla- glass of flat seven up, but you're so confused it actually is water. If you have a loss of energy or you're feeling fatigued, you might reach for a glass of water. Go to sleep. Uh, but you really do need to consume an excessive amount of water for uh, for that to happen. So It's kind of like um, when you have hypothermia and you get start getting warm and start taking all your clothes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or, it actually just speeds up, you know, the hypothermia. Mm. But yeah, so what what would you how much how much water would I have to drink? Just out of interest, I'm not actually going to do this, but how much water would I have to drink to kill myself? <laughs> so the people who'd be at the highest risk of this would be uh, endurance athletes. So people who'd be drinking water constantly throughout that kind Me. of exercise. So they're, yes, yes, Owen uh, has run four marathons and is currently representing Ireland at the Winter Olympics in South Korea. He's actually not present in the studio at the moment. I'm Skyping in from the bobsleigh track. Yeah. Uh, so you'd need to be drinking about 10 to, tw- 10 to 20 litres in a few hours. So you, you really do need to be over consuming water in enormous amounts but also there is a ca- one case reported where a 22 year old male prisoner developed it after he drank six liters in three hours which is not that much you know but it, but at the same time it kind of is you know so the, the reason that people would over consume water in the first place is because of this idea that you need to how, many, how much water should you drink a day on? Six to eight glasses that's not true uh, you just set these up just to make me feel stupid. Yes, no, not to make you feel stupid. It's it's so that you'll give the it's like the the big flashing buzzer on QI. Yeah, like that. Alan Davies, the idiot, presses every time. God damn it! But also, I'm I have, the Alan I, Davies of this podcast. There's this idea that you need to drink six to eight glasses of water a day, but that was part of uh, a recommendation that was given out by the FDA in America uh, years and years and years ago in probably the 80s or the early 90s. And this idea that you need to drink six to eight glasses, basically six to eight glasses of water is the ideal intake of water you should have in a day, but it does not mean you need to drink six to eight glasses of water. So you're still getting plenty of that water. Immediately in that afterwards in that sentence, it says that people should consume eight, six to eight glasses of water a day, most of which is contained in their food. It said, that's the uh, sentence. And people just got rid of the last part and decided you need to drink six to eight glasses of water mm, a day. Right. And that's not true. So lots of it comes from your food. Uh, even foods that don't appear to be very rich in water are very rich in water. Um, and Like a cracker. Like a dry cracker. Mm. It's, got, it's got five glasses of water in it. Would no, you believe? it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but you don't need to even be eating very juicy things like oranges or apples or whatever. You know, you, you don't need to be eating foods that appear to be rich in water to still be getting your water intake. And uh, it also includes things like that are based on water or made with water, like juices, coffee, tea, uh, pints even. Um, and in fact, a lot of cultures in the past used to drink pints instead of water because it was safer to drink something alcoholic than to drink something from a, a filthy tap. Yeah. Uh, and those people almost never 
picked up a glass of water and drank it because it would certainly kill them and they survived. So like you you don't need to be drinking. Now, that's not to say you should replace drinking six to eight glasses of water. I think what people are going to do pints. is going to take that and be like, great, well, I'm going to have six to eight pints a day <laughs> and uh, see how I go. <laughs> ignore, ignore everything in our last episode. Um, so... Yeah, that, that that idea that you need to be drinking six to eight glasses is not true. You should drink when you're thirsty. Your body naturally alerts to you to when you need to drink some water and it's when you feel thirst. Now, that's when you should drink. I have heard, and I'm not sure if this is accurate or not, that if you're thirsty, then you're already dehydrated. Then you should be already, you should be, you shouldn't ever have to feel thirsty. You should be drinking water. No, that's you know? not really true. Like, okay. as in, it's you shouldn't let yourself get very thirsty. But like, if you feel oh I'd like a drink then you should have a drink you know but it's not it's not really true that you're not putting yourself in any kind of danger if you feel quite thirsty and if you're hungry and people are like actually you're just thirsty have some water instead Mm, I'm not sure about the data on that I don't know enough about the actual science of that I, I have heard that myself that most of the time when people feel hunger, it's that they're actually thirsty and their body is mm. confusing the, the signals. But yeah. I don't think that's true because there's two well, hormones that make you feel hungry. And one of them is called ghrelin, which I always think sounds like what the noise your stomach makes when you're hungry. Ghrelin. Uh, I don't know what noise your stomach makes. That, that's, the, <laughs> that's the only reason I remember the name of the hormone. It's called ghrelin and I forget what the other hormone is called. And neither of those are related to, to thirst. So I don't think there's a I'm not sure but though. I think it, it it is when you want a snack I think maybe that's what it's not even hunger it's just like oh I, I'd love a I'd love a chocolate cookie but it's what I'm not I'm going on no data here I'm just saying what yeah, I think yeah. from my own experience in life is that later like when you're watching a film and you're like oh I'd love a oh, I'd love some mm, treat mm. And when you actually just want some water. Yeah, or tea. I, I, yes, like, and yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Sometimes I find, like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking I'd love, like, a half a packet of chocolate hobnobs. And if I just make a cup of tea and get over myself, I actually don't want anything sweet with it. I just yeah. wanted the tea. So, I don't know, though. Maybe that's just, like, a... But you associate the, the, the tea feeling with... of fullness might make your hunger go away. Mm-hmm. Or something. Maybe yeah. it's, like, a, a kind of a nearly a placebo effect, you know, that you trick your body into thinking you have actually eaten. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure about the science of that but you don't need to drink six to eight glasses of water a day and you certainly don't need to be drinking there's some of the fitness guru types that will tell you you need to be drinking oh god you know we need to get a jingle for every time you mention a fitness guru type on this podcast types Joanne hates fitness gurus now you're allowed to go on your rant about fitness gurus they tell you that you need to drink three to five litres of water a day, which is just ridiculous. It's unsustainable. You need to piss every 10 minutes. Where are these people? Are they like they, they live in the gym? That's why. Because like other people have stuff to do. They have to walk around in places that there aren't bathrooms for quite a few hours and get things done. They can't just, you know, oh, I'm grumpy now. Okay. Okay, she's finished, so I'm going to finish off with the jingle again. Joanne hates fitness gurus. Since you're fluid intake is included in your food go on you could say it's included mm. <laughs> you, now I'm going to let the everybody peek behind the curtain a bit here she did indeed write that joke <laughs> that was written uh, I, I didn't think she'd actually say it but here we are <laughs> that is a written prepared joke for the past week that I've been looking at it's very good though <laughs> Mm, I think you and I have very different definitions of what is very good, but it certainly is a thing. Ink fluided. Ink fluided sounds like you're just after 
drinking a whole bottle of ink. Six to eight bottles of ink. Six to eight bottles of ink a day. You uh, you, you don't squid? need to drink that much water. You'd need to drink an awful lot of water to kill yourself, but it would it can happen. Um, so this is kind of like what we were saying last week. The dose, you know, the dose makes the poison, and water is obviously very good for you. <laughs> it's absolutely necessary to be don't able drink to drink any water anymore. Be alive. Anytime. Drink six to eight pints. Um, but it it can be dangerous. Uh, it can be quite dangerous, and it can ha- have some very very serious effects and cause a lot of. Um, even if you live after having hypernatremia, it can cause very severe brain damage. It can cause damage to your kidneys and your liver and stuff. So if you are a very high performance athlete, you're probably somebody who's aware of this kind of thing already and you probably know to look out for it. But um, It's a weird way to die. That's the whole point of this. It's a weird way to die. Like drinking too much water and dying. I think it's just a weird way to go. Yeah. Um, and that's what this whole episode is about. If it would be something strange to be written on your headstone, I always thought it'd be very strange to die of the flu. You know, like, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? To be yeah. like, well, how did she die? She got the flu. <laughs> but like, I feel like the flu has been, uh, the word the flu has been co-opted into just being the cold or a cold. Yeah, or a, yeah, or even when somebody legitimately does have the flu, still people don't realise that it can be very, very serious depending on your prior health conditions and also depending on the type of flu it is. So, oh, when you wake up in the morning, what's the... First thing, first okay. thing on your mind, first thing you want to go down to the kitchen. Oh, I know what it is. I want to go down to the kitchen and I'm going to go to the kettle and I'm not going to put on the kettle. I'm just going to, you know, have a little jog. <laughs> go for a little jog. Have ingest 17 pints of water and, and, uh, and go on with my elite athlete day. Coffee. The, <laughs> the point of I wasn't going to fall into your trap this time. It wasn't a trap. It was the script. Um, <laughs> so we, lots of us love coffee. Yes. Um, and coffee is, is great. But how, did I just say great? great it's great. I'm just going to do the rest of the show in an Australian accent. Don't. How much coffee would you need to drink to die? Now, I am going to base this off which that I'll episode b- of Futurama where yes. Fry, I knew you were going to say this. I just knew. I could feel it. <laughs> when he drinks 100 cups of coffee and he becomes a Superman. Oh, great. Great episode. Uh, I, I, I mean, so I'm going to base it that 101 cups of coffee will kill you. No, you need, it'd, be, it'd have to be way more than that. You'd need to oh. drink like probably 200, upwards of 200 cups, uh, depending on how strong the coffee is. So, you know, you it, it depends on... It depends on the type of coffee, but really you would need to be drinking an absolutely massive amount of coffee. And has it been, is this a heard of phenomenon of people dying? No. Uh, so it's, it's, we don't actually know exactly how much would need to kill you because we don't have data. We don't go around killing people with caffeine and then writing down how much was used to kill them because that would be very weird and unethical, even in the 80s uh, when science and ethics were not exactly up to the same standard as they are now. But anyway, coffee. So there's about 0.1 grams uh, of, of caffeine in an average cup of coffee. Um, and in a study last year that was done at Northumbria University, so the, the university is being fined for 400 grand after an incident. Sorry, it wasn't last year. It was the previous year. It was in 2015. And the year before so, that again, because we're in 2018 oh now. Oh, God. Time passes. Isn't that an interesting fact? As we go on. So a few years ago in Northumbria University in 2015, two students were taking part in a study. So the study was meant to look at uh, the effects of caffeine on elite athletes doing exercise. So the two students, Alex Rossetto and Luke Parkin, 
had to be rushed to hospital and put on dialysis after taking part in the study because uh, they were given 100 times the correct dosage. So they were meant to be given 0.3 grams of caffeine in a an orange juice mix. So like this is like a, a effectively a powdered form of caffeine and it was like pure caffeine and it was being added to an orange juice drink and they were meant to drink this drink mm-hmm. and then partake in exercise and they were going to look at the effect. But soon afterwards they collapsed because they had been given... 30 grams instead of 0.3 grams. Accidentally, he bunny eared. Well, it just podcast. goes to show the importance of decimal points and learning learning your multiplication factors and things yeah, but like. Do you think it was they were actually like, "Oh, let's see if we can kill these guys." <laughs> just to no, see what happens. I don't think happened. so. I really hope not. <laughs> so, um they were in a life-threatening condition. Um so death had been previously reported after the consumption of 18 grams of caffeine. So there is a death that was reported after that much. But uh, these guys had significantly more than that. But um, they survived. But they reckon that the re- one of the main reasons that they survived is because they were young, very fit, very healthy men. So like uh. they were the reason that they were being included in this study in the first place is because they were very fit and very young. Like that they were mm-hmm. they wanted to look at the effect of caffeine on very strong athletes. So yeah. it's very lucky that they were such strong athletes and that they were so. Um, and what's this uh, deal then? Remember, we were talking before about uh, carcinogens. Yeah. And is caffeine or coffee is a carcinogen? Is it not? Uh, no, no. Coffee is not classifiable as a carcinogen. It's in group three of the World Health Organization stuff. Apologies. You might be, you might be thinking of pork. I <laughs> almost certainly am not. Red meat <laughs> was was the thing we were talking about before, where it was classified in the same group as cigarettes. But again, that does not mean that it causes cancer the same way cigarettes does. It just means that it's as likely to be related to cancer as cigarettes but it doesn't cause it with the same effect so in the same way that like jumping out of your window and getting in a car can both cause death was the metaphor we used the last time but not they're not equally likely to cause it okay well that's just shown that I don't listen back to the podcast enough um, apologies for that um, alright well then if coffee can't kill us um, what about uh, any kind of sugary treats how much sugar like how can you like diabetes obviously is the big killer for sugar right yes yeah so like it's not that sugar itself would kill you as an, a, a specific amount of sugar would kill you but like overconsumption consistently of a specific amount of sugar would cause diseases that can then kill you slowly uh, so for example and softly no sorry okay the Fujis are wrong but no it's not it's not soft it's uh, it's slow and painful and you lose your feet um, oh God! That was the the first thing I saw when I went into Walmart in America for the first time to buy myself socks, there was a whole wall of diabetes care socks. Oh Jesus! And I was like, Oh, America! Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. it's, yeah, it's a worldwide epidemic, but America really are winning on that one. No, oh, they are. I mean, it's it is a worldwide epidemic, but like nobody does it quite like the Americans. No, fair play to them. Good job, uh, those guys. So. You'd need to eat an absolutely shocking amount of chocolate to kill you. Um, This kind of, not quite a study because they didn't overfeed people chocolate, but they were trying to estimate how much chocolate you'd need to eat in order to consume a toxic enough dose of theobromine, which is a compound that's found in chocolate in minute quantities. So you'd need to eat an enormous amount of chocolate to get enough theobromine to actually Mm -hmm. kill you. So what they have estimated it as, they've estimated it in Hershey's chocolate because it's an American piece of work. So... If you've ever seen Hershey's chocolate kisses, you know, those little things that look like a... Love them. They look like the poop emoji and they taste like the poop emoji. No, <laughs> they don't they, taste good. They're nice. Hershey's chocolate is 
If Hershey's would like to sponsor this podcast, I'll finish that sentence. So you'd need to eat 7,084 Hershey's chocolate kisses or 30, 332 standard sized Hershey's dark chocolate bars or 711 regular sized Hershey's milk chocolate bars. So it's not impossible, but dying from a chocolate overdose would be one of the most incredible ways to die. Well, that's how I want to go. I think I'd be able to do it. Oh, I'd be very sick, but I think I'd be able to do it, though. I, I think, yeah, well, uh, how would you like to die? You know, I think that's a pretty good way to go, to, to, to eat a load of chocolate and die of chocolate overdose. Maybe. Or, yeah, because it's like, well, you know, at least I'm doing what I love, <laughs> eating chocolate. Yeah, but not Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hershey's chocolate. Uh, people either hate or love it, and I love it. I'll try and do the maths on how much uh, dairy milk... On, oh, how much cream eggs you'd need to eat to die. That'd oh, be a great one. I no, love cream that, eggs. That would... That would no, oh, I God. wouldn't like that. I love Too them sweet. so much. They're so great. The teeth would fall out of your head before you'd... <laughs> you'd be... Like, you have to swallow the cream eggs whole because all your teeth falling out. <laughs> then you'd just die of asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how you die with cream egg. Cream egg death. Is choking on a cream egg. So now, the, are we ready for the move on to the next thing? Okay. So the next thing is, bum 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 ba ba death boner da bum bum bum. It's the weirdest way to bum 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 ba ba death boner bum 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 bum. It's the weirdest way to die. Continue. That was that was great. Thank you. I have um, to remember it for at the end. We could just take it and put it at the end as well. So there is an absolutely brilliant page that I found. This is one. Sorry, this is what inspired this whole episode, right? The death boner. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we had to just get all the other stuff out of the way so we can just. Yeah, talk I about had to this. talk about various other ways of dying just so that I could get back to the boners. Yeah. Um. So if you in my research for this piece, I googled various death boners various things about boners and death and there's a brilliant page on wikipedia called death erection which i think is that's wow. a great name for a heavy metal band no it's not <laughs> no i'd never go see death erection Ugh, no thanks so a death erection is actually an erection that you get after you have died um which can happen um to people uh it, it happens rigor mortis no of the willy. of the willy no uh, no um it happens to people who are hung um, because, <laughs> ah, God, there's no other way to say that <laughs> sentence, so I lose. Great. Or you win. It's good. What's the, is there any other word no. for that? No, it's perfect. You could say hanged. Yeah, that is actually the correct way to say yeah. it. When somebody is hanged, they often will, uh, that can happen to them just because of the way blood flow works. And gravity. Um, oh, yeah. So it was reported a lot when people used to be hanged mm. in the past. Um, yeah, that, so that, that's a thing that happens post-mortem. But while you're still alive, you can get bitten by a spider called the Brazilian wandering spider. Mm-hmm. And the Brazilian wandering spider can cause a prolonged boner, which is called a priapism. Um, and it's one of the Brazilian wandering spiders is one of the most venomous spiders in the world. I don't think it holds the title of being the most venomous anymore. I feel like a different spider took that title quite recently. Um, mm, probably Australian. But it's it's extremely venomous. Now I do have a question about this spider, and we will get to uh, animals and another. And I think I want to talk about death again in another episode as well. But um, th- this spider, yep. what does it do to women then? If a woman gets bitten by the spider, 
they get woman boners. So it does funny things to your blood flow, which is really why it causes the priapism in the first place in men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is eventually what can lead it to causing death. So it's uh, it's just generally quite unpleasant. Um, but in, in men, it releases this, well, in, in all, in everybody, it releases this very, very potent neurotoxin that eventually causes paralysis and the paralysis leads to asphyxiation. So because your muscles all become paralysed, you then can't breathe. Uh, the same thing happens with botulinum, uh, the the toxin that comes from Clostridium botulinum, which is, it causes botulism. Um, You have to explain those words to me. Clostridium botulinum is a species of bacteria Uh and it produces a toxin called botulinum toxin. And that toxin is extremely potent and it causes paralysis of all of your muscles, all of them. And it uh, eventually causes paralysis of the breathing apparatus uh, so all of the muscles that control your breathing and that's it you're you're dead and it is the stuff that's used for Botox it's um, that's what it's, it, I was like yeah. where did I hear that before yeah it's it's used for Botox it's the most potent toxin in the world um, I think I remember this from a biology textbook in like first year one nanogram of botulinum toxin can kill like a million guinea pigs oh my god yeah I know it's great Fibers. that was definitely an experiment done in the 80s which yeah, we yeah. talk about uh, yeah, so if you, you you don't want a Brazilian wandering spider anywhere near you, um, and they sometimes are they arrive to countries like Ireland and the UK uh, on bananas. Oh, yeah. Oh, is uh, that that you know that see that video of somebody opening <clears throat> a banana and then all these like little tiny little no, baby no, no, spiders? No, 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 they didn't. Up. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't tell me things. I'll send like it that. to you later. It's not great. Oh Jesus! You afraid of spiders? I hate spiders. Yeah. I hate them. You'd hate this one anyways. He's oh, not a, Jesus. He's not, a, he's not a pleasant chap. Well, anyway, Brazilian wandering spider can cause priapism and then it'll kill you. Uh, and the priapism, even if you survive the bite, it can lead to impotence. Uh, so you'll, you'll never... Why does it do you'll that? You'll have, have the longest I'm... boner of your life and then you'll never get I mean, one again. Wow. That's, that's rough, that's man. That's quite sad, yeah. That is rough. <clears throat> like, how is that not the worst way to die? Do you know... So the other thing about death, of course, is that the the major causes of death globally are constantly changing. So like what we were saying there a minute ago about diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease is, is probably the, the highest cause of death. Yes, it's, it's the, the thing that causes the most death. It's number one in the World Health Organization's list of stuff that causes people to die globally. But it's always changing. So before it would have been diseases like polio and um childhood death would have been a lot higher than it is now but things like vaccines and antibiotics have allowed us to uh, overcome those kinds of things so even where do death boners fall on that list uh, not very high up okay um, good they're still niche yeah uh, yeah they're very hipster <laughs> very fringe thing yeah fringe way to die um, so so during the first world war there were actually more deaths attributable to infection in the trenches and more soldiers died of infection than died of combat and died of injuries and stuff uh, or that they died as they died of infections as a result of their injuries so when you've got an open wound obviously you've got a much higher risk of getting an infection so the kinds of things that cause people to die are, are constantly changing um, and Bill Gates is personally responsible he will be personally responsible for having eradicated polio when we eradicate polio in the next maybe three to four years I'm going to guess I'm not going to lie I thought it was already gone it's it's might as well be so like there's two hundred and ninety three thousand cases of polio in about nineteen ninety seven, and last year I believe there was about two hundred and ninety cases. So it's uh, the only places that it still happens are incredibly rural, very poor places in countries like India, 
Um, India was kind of the last place that really needed to have a proper vaccination program to mm-hmm. eradicate it. But we're very close, very, yeah. very close. And it'll be if we do it, it'll only be the second human disease that has ever been eradicated and the third disease ever that humans have gotten rid of. So, you know, we got rid of um, smallpox. Mm-hmm was eradicated through a vaccination program. But what other disease have humans eradicated from the face of the earth? Owen? Um, the plague? No. Um, With a vaccination. Um, it's Renderpest. Uh, Renderpest um, is a disease <laughs> I that didn't we even get another guess. got rid of via vaccines. It was a thing that causes a disease in cattle. And... Uh, we got rid of that one as well. But people don't know about it. It's kind of sad. People think that smallpox is the only one we got rid of. And the plague. <clears throat> like yeah. me. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna leave that hanging in the air. Um So is it time for the time of the week where we do the thing? Is it? I think so. Oh, are we done talking about that? I like this. Death. I, yeah, yeah. But mm. I think we should do another one. Um not about weird deaths, uh, food related and boner related deaths, but about common deaths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, common death is... That'd be good. I like that. Yeah, death is nice. So is it time for the time of the week where we do the thing? It is. It's time for the Carol Popper quiz, which is my favourite thing to do on a, on a, on a, on this podcast. So uh, for you new listeners, uh, what I would say is, <clears throat> why are you starting with episode four? Who does that? Go back to number one. But if you are, and if you've gotten this far, okay, um, this Carol Popper quiz is a quiz where I name scientists and things that are directly or indirectly responsible for and what they're indirectly or directly responsible for and Joanne says if they're true or false it's a fun game that tests Joanne's knowledge and makes me feel like I'm doing something and makes everybody learn science now this week um, Owen recently said to his friends in front of me so this is why it's great to bring Joanne along to things because everybody learns something it is it is good (laughs) everybody needs to learn something it's good. It's good. And um, so for this this week, if you get any, um, for every question you get wrong, um, I'm going to drop a Brazilian, uh, what are they called? If you can't name the spider, then it doesn't, it's a Brazilian wandering spider. Okay. Brazilian wandering spider. I'm going to drop one into your bananas. Um, Please don't. Yeah. And it will, yeah. So uh, I've got. What do I've I got get if I get a question right? You don't get a Brazilian wandering spider oh, in your bananas. That's, I don't that's like good. negative marking. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so they've got five of them here. I've got Simon, uh, Karen, uh, Gordon, Jim, and um, Aristotle. Is that the name of the spiders? That's the name of the spiders, yeah. Brilliant. So okay. they're, they're, they're all here waiting. Uh, they're just like wandering around the studio giving death boners uh, to everyone. Wandering, oh. eh? Great. Okay. They're wandering so, yeah, spiders. Yeah, I got it. Get it. Oh, I just dropped that. Sorry. Okay, continue. All right. So this is the first fact on the, or not fact, on the Carol Popper quiz. Empedocles would be a big fan of the planeteers. True. No, you're false. Um, because uh, although Empedocles proposed that everything is made of earth, wind, uh, uh, earth, wind, water, and fire, he didn't really go for heart which is uh, one of the planeteers, the worst of the planeteers. So yeah, I think he would have approved of heart as a ring. But the other four, he would have. As always, I'm getting these off famousscientists.org, so don't question them. Okay, so next question. So that's, that's Simon. He's after going into your bananas. Great. Uh, okay, so actually, you know what? I'll, put, I'll take Simon back. I'll put Aristotle in there because it was, he was around the same time as Aristotle anyways. So next f- fact or... Whatever this is. Okay. 
Jack Horner, if he is successful in his research, will prove that life uh, finds a way. True. Correct, it is He's true. He's doing the dinosaur thing. He is. Yes, he is research. Uh, Jack Horner is doing research as focused on um, recreating dormant dinosaur DNA in birds to hatch them as new baby dinosaurs. Because birds are basically just dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's very cool. It's very, very cool. He's He'll a very, kill us very, all. He's a very cool guy, yeah. He'll be bring about the end of the world, dinosaur style. Good. Okay. Fails of Miletus. So that's, I've killed Karen. So she's not going in your bananas. Good. Tales she's from accounting. Every, I feel like everybody called Karen works in no, accounting. She's dead. She's a spider. Tales of Miletus is probably an ascendant of all those obnoxious people who write first in YouTube comments. These questions get worse every week. Yes? True? True. It is true. He was the first ever scientist. <laughs> Look, I never said I was good at this. So he, he, he would write first in his... Yeah, he definitely would be like, oh, I'm the first scientist, whatever. Jeez, tales. Okay, so um, Alfred Wigener had separation issues. He had separation, Wigner, separation um, issues. I'm going to say, sure, he did. He did have separation issues. He, uh, he, he came up with the idea that we were all on one big continent. One big Pangea. Yes, and, and then before we got drifted away from each other and became separate continents, but we were all on one big happy family on one big continent first, and then and then it was all separated. So separated separation issues. You see where I, where my mind went there. So that's um, I think that's uh, Jim dead, which is good for you. Uh, now, Barbara McClintock, last one. So this is I think Gordon, Barbara McClintock would love the song Same Jeans that was popular in 2010. Yes, she would, because she did some of the most remarkable work with jeans that has ever been done, and she was awarded the Nobel Prize for it. So you're going true with that? It's false, isn't it? Because she wouldn't want the jeans to be the same because she discovered crossover and meiosis. What are you saying? No. False? She she wouldn't. False. It is false, but not for the reason you think. It's because jeans and (coughs) jeans are not the same thing. They were talking about different jeans in in the song Same Jeans. It's Hanuman. Okay, fine then. <laughs> so, but it's fine. You got it right, though. Gordon is dead. So, uh, you only got two Brazilian or jumping spiders in your bananas, which Great. is not so bad. Um, and I can't die of a boner, so. No, you can't. So, the next time we do it, maybe, maybe you'll be able to put Brazilian jumping spiders into my bananas. Perhaps. And, um, yeah, so that's good. Well done on that. You did very well that time because they were very bad questions. They were very terrible questions. I'm sorry. I'm learning, though, to yes. use reverse psychology on them. Anyway. Um, uh, you're learning how to figure them out? Oh, dear. I have to tweak the system a little bit then to make it harder because I can't have you winning all the time. I've got a surplus of Berlin wandering spiders. You have been listening to Schrodinger's Chat. You can also find Schrodinger's Chat on SoundCloud and now on iTunes. If you would like to listen to Schrodinger's Chat on iTunes, you can do so and you can subscribe and you can leave a nice little rating and a comment uh, and that will help us move up the algorithm ladder. Uh, oh, is that on, what it does? On iTunes, yes. All right, uh, do that if you want. I mean, thank you very much for listening to Schrodinger's Chat, thank which you is for available listening. on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Yes, it's on iTunes. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with us. You can find us on Instagram. We are Schrodinger's Chat. You can also find us on Facebook. We are Schrodinger's Chat. You can also find us on Twitter, where we are Science on Flirt. You can follow or, me on Twitter as well if you want. Why yes. Not? What's your Twitter handle? Only D thirty-seven. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am Nervy Scientist. Um, and 
Don't be a creep about it, though. You can ask us any questions you like about no, science, about Karl Popper. Direct all those to famousscientist.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. just look that up there. And then uh, any, any other questions you have, like about what to do with all these Brazilian wandering spiders, then come to me. If you want a spider, I can sell you a spider. That's what I'm saying. And do tune in for episode five, which will be in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. It's about spiders.